Hello, Scotty. Hello, Mr. Fox. How are you today? I'm Dandy, broadcasting to you live from Camp Corona. Yes. Uh, you are isolated? Oh, yes. We've been isolated here in San Francisco for a while, and, I, and, and it makes me want to renew our, our efforts in this uh, as a, a bastion, a beacon of normalcy in a world gone mad, saving the planet one fractional listener at a time. That would be useful. Yep. <laughs> if, only it were, if only it were true. <laughs> if only it were true. Yes, yes. Uh, my my day has been uh, uh, the UK government here. Uh, I, everything in the UK is still voluntary, whereas I believe you're under compulsory things now, aren't you? It's not compulsory into the extent. I mean, it, it's they didn't say that we are going out and sending out the National Guard. It is basically these are the rules. We have observed that the suggestions have been followed, so we're going to continue along that path and don't see the need. Thank you so much for your continued cooperation. I think it was a very clever thing they did. They basically said, because because you can compel by law shutting down of things like bars and restaurants. And, you know, and so as a result, there's less inclination to go out. And the things that people do want to go out to are, are to be able to, to have exercise, to be out in the air, and to, to be able to pick up stuff from, you know, takeouts from, from restaurants and stuff like that. So truth be told, I think, uh, at least in, in, in the media area that I see, that people have been cooperating and doing it sensibly and kind of out of their own desire, not because some organization is saying, don't do it otherwise, you know, do it otherwise, we'll be hitting you up the side, the head with a, the butt of a rifle. Yeah, I mean, um, in the UK, everything's voluntary. The government said on um, Monday that uh, anyone who can work from home should work from home. Um, there's only a few of us in our office, but we, we decided to be good examples to people. So we've no longer working in the office and we're working from home. I have to say that uh, today is my first day working from home because I moved a desk in and sorted out a spare room and all the rest of it. But uh, I think there'll be more people in my house today than would normally be in the office. So <laughs> it's <laughs> not, not sure how effective things might be. But there we are. But uh, this is the uh, th- this is one of those times when I think companies that I, um, have been allowing and set up for remote working for a while will hopefully be seeing very little, um, other than maybe more people working remote, but we'll be seeing very little change in their operation. Whereas companies that have um, don't really like remote and insist on bums on seats and offices are probably struggling quite a lot right now. I think that's true. I think the the other thing though is, is there's a, a fairly famous. Uh, video of some you know guest on a BBC show, um, you know expert guest who's broadcasting from his den, and then there's a kid that comes on screen, and then you know a caretaker coming in like to, to, to try and take them away. <laughs> and I think that I've seen that many times with our our Google Hangout meetings. You know the the fundamental problem now for people is it's not that that working from home, it's working from home when their kids are are out of school, for example, or at, not available to have day daycare. So that that's. That's been testing things. And everybody's getting a good look at other people's kind of open closets and, and during hangouts. I could say, you know that that shirt, the third from the left, that would look really lovely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My my uh uh my business partner started working from home yesterday and um about an hour in he sent me a link and said just bought these with she was a very nice pair of noise cancelling headphones. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Those are gone. Uh, I, I'm, I'm prepared to buy one for my son. I could probably expense it, but I don't think I, I'm going to. But what you're going to noise no, noise cancel your son? No, so that he can have noise canceling headphones as well. Because it's like one of those things. If unless everybody has them, nobody gets them. That is true. That is true. Anyway, so outside of uh, the fact that we're all um, 
stuck in our houses and not going out to bars and restaurants and generally socialising with people. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, uh, still things I can't talk about. <laughs> but uh, This is going to be a short show. No, 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 no. I mean, just be, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to have to stay silent on, 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 on what I was going to talk about, but I will talk about it in the future. But in the meantime... Um, it's been back to to Groovy land. <laughs> so Groovy is 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 a, 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 a it's a Java derivative um, that introduced all sorts of reactive programming capabilities like flat map and 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 whatnot. Um, and so, but it, you definitely see that it's just not nearly as clean, not nearly as fun as things as languages. Truth be told, like JavaScript, that are are better equipped at a language level to to, to have these things, or if nothing else, more work has been put into it. Um, and I had to go back to that because of some changes I was making for a test that's going out. Um, and it just reminded me about how awful it is. And and, and I feel terrible because I'm sure, you know, among our fractional listener is somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's heard of the language Groovy um, <laughs> and 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 may think, why are you, you know, shitting all over? It's not really the language. It's probably more likely John, I can tell, uh, more likely the the environment in which you have to use it. And that's true. Like once you once you've gotten used to, to, to working with Node and, and, and you know, VS Code and, and, and Docker and be able to run everything locally on your machine and rewrite your request from the, your app to your desktop and see exactly what's going on and use a debugger, you can't go back to something which is edit, chuck over the wall and, and wait for logging statements to appear in your console 10 minutes later. It's just, and, and, and so it made me thankful. And I think in, in, it's important to have these little moments of gratitude <laughs> to realize that uh, in a world gone mad, some things um, have gotten better, and you're reminded of how much better things can have can have gotten when you then have to momentarily go without them. I don't know if any of that made sense or was even remotely interesting. No, no, it, it did. It says you you miss you don't miss what you have until it's gone. There we go. I could have just said that. I know, but we're trying to fill the show, so it's oh, quite right. good that you just waffled on a bit, really. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yes. Uh, I'm uh, I'm having the joy at the moment of um, uh, in Moneywell, we can obviously import all sorts of financial information from you know that you might download from your bank. Um, um, one of those formats, the most common format, is probably something called OFX or the Open Financial Exchange format, and we have. A a lot of code in Moneywell at the moment in Objective C that's um, been trying to deal with this over the years, and it's become one of those quite gnarly um, uh, uh, things where you know um, there be dragons, and you don't necessarily <laughs> want to touch any of it. So um, my job this week was to get in there and work out what's going on and do it. So I'm having the joy of reading the Open Financial Exchange specification now. You know, if you think your life is boring. <laughs> You should you should try mine, <laughs> and, and 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 the thing is, this is this turns out, uh, and one of the reasons that our current uh, Objective C code uh, that we inherited when we purchased Moneywell is is so gnarly is, um, Open Financial Exchange specification is one of those specifications that um, most of the implementers of it consider to be advisory. <laughs> um, so everybody does something slightly different. Uh, so you, know, you have this this principle of this thing called OFX, unless it's come from Apple, an Apple card, in which case it does something a bit different, or it comes from Chase, in which case it does something a bit different. 
it's um a complete and utter nightmare and um i am I, I am sort of thinking that you know maybe in in a couple more days time when i've had enough of this the the gnarly um objective c code with all its um uh there be dragons and don't touch this don't understand why it's doing that will just be being compiled in and we'll say yeah that's done <laughs> I think that you should take this as an opportunity to invent your own uh, format or protocol and just call it OFFXS for like, oh, for fuck's sake. But you can tell everybody that it stands for Open Financial you know, Exchange Standard. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah, you would have thought this stuff has been done, it's been around a long time. It would have sorted itself out. One of the things that it does quite surprise me working with something like financial data from banks and that is they are terrible at it uh, um, yes. just just absolutely awful and you would have thought you know considering banks have quite big it departments and employ a lot of developers and you know they do take security very seriously i guess one of the things banks do reasonably well is security it's because they, so they keep people out so they can't realize how awful it yeah. is the best way to keep data safe is to let nobody see it <laughs> It's the the only way, but um, yeah, it's uh, and I think the U.S. is worse than um, than Europe because you know uh, the U.S. you have you have lots and lots of tiny little banks. You know, setting up your own bank is a thing in the U.S. Whereas in Europe, we tend to just have you know pretty large banks that are national. You know, there's there's very few regional banks. Um, there are banks that are um only in one country but then there are many banks that are across multiple countries in europe um so the the number of banks in europe is 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 reasonably small if you probably took the um you know 30 or so countries in in the sort of western europe uh you know th th there's probably less banks in total than you know than the u.s has on the west coast or something i don't know um so one of the issues you have is you know every, so every bank is do, doing its own ofx server or doing its own open connect things slightly differently um which is is okay apart from we are a uh british stroke european company and it's impossible for us to you know it would be hard in the u.s in with theory you'd have to go and open an account with each of these banks to work out what they were doing um in in Europe, we can't even open a bank account with any of these US banks to see what they're doing. So, um, yeah, one, working with the US bank system for us is is in their um, interchangeable mats is quite challenging. Wow, maybe one of our fractional listeners who happens to have a US bank account should offer to help you in some way by allowing you to uh, extract data from it or cash. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the data will <laughs> reveal that there's no cash. Yeah. Uh now in fairness we do have a number of um uh helpful users who are happy to send us OFX files from certain banks or tell us what's happening with certain exchanges. But it does make sometimes it means if we make a change to anything in that area, it's really very hard for us to test it before putting stuff out. We you know, the first time uh something in that area might get tested is when it hits a beta release. Um, because we've just, you know, we, we've done all of the sanity checks, but not actually been able to run it against real stuff, which is, um, you know, reminds you back to the old days, really. Remember the days when I, the iPhone um, uh, developer SDK first came out and um, lots of people 
were releasing apps who didn't even own an iPhone. They were just doing on the simulator and, <laughs> and releasing apps and seeing if they worked. Um, and it sounds funny, but a lot of people were doing it because iPhones were, well, still are very expensive. And nobody knew at the time if this stuff was going to take off or whether apps were going to be successful. So yeah, an awful lot of the first phase of uh, iPhone apps were developed without the person developing them even having an iPhone. So we're doing banking software without having a bank. Wow. Similar thing. Yeah. Now, do, do you do you consider that you have fractional customers, like we have fractional listeners, or? Uh, no, our customers are wholehearted in every way, John. Mm. I actually, I actually <laughs> I have no idea where to go from there. No, well, I actually believe you. I think that that anybody who who uses a, a software like that, you know, they're using it every day and uh, probably using it fairly passionately. Well, in complete fairness, because uh, I mean, the history of Moneywell, which I think we've shared before, was it was a it was a pretty um, successful piece of software um uh originally written by uh our friend kevin hockter and his team uh and a number of years ago um kevin uh you know reached a position in life where his children had left home and one of us and he decided to go get a job working for the fruit company so um he uh moved money well on to another developer who did some stuff with it, but not a lot. And so basically for four or five years, it um, it stayed with very little change. But during that time, uh, it, the, the app used to use the Dropbox One Sync API, or the Dropbox One API for doing syncing, um, and that broke. And it wasn't a small change. It was an enormous change to switch to version two of the Dropbox API, and it never got done. So basically Moneywell basically hemorrhaged customers for you know, two, three, maybe even up to four years um, because they couldn't sync with other devices and, and, you know, sync was fairly important. So when we eventually picked Moneywell up uh, last year, um, you know, it had been in a fairly unloved state for um, uh, a a little while. Um, So those customers who do use it have been through, you know, um, a long time of certain things not working and, uh certain things not happening because it's been receiving no maintenance so those those the users we have who use it use it because they love it and they've often been off to try something else and don't like the way that does it so they will put up with all of its current issues of which there are many um because they still think it's the way they want to do things do things so when i say our customers are wholehearted i really mean right now they are they've, they've stuck with this through you know when when you know Many, many others have, have gone off somewhere else because uh, the product, product was languishing. So, um, yeah, well done, money well customers. You are the true heroes of the day. Yep. And I'm sure at least one of them listens to the show. That's true. And somebody who, whose name rhymes with uh, smile. Oh, yes, there we are. <laughs> who I never... Who... Who I know nope, no, we're not going. We we're not going to go there. We have to. We have to move. We have to march ever forward. Ah, uh, so Dub uh, Dub DC is. We, we were speaking about it last week, and I think um, the day after we recorded, or it might even been a few hours after we recorded, they announced uh, that Dub Dub this year is is online only. Um, so, uh, what what are your feelings about that? Uh, it's clearly the right thing to do. Um, uh, but I think the, the the main concern is is what happens to to the James Dempsey show, and the answer is we still don't know. 
it really, really is the most important thing for you, isn't it? Sod the new technologies, sod sod the new APIs. Meeting people in the flesh. That's really a psycho. Are you going to get to hit your drums? Precisely, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm hoping to, to to turn a crisis into an opportunity. I think that Apple, you know, the, the nice thing about about Apple having kind of officially whatever it, mentioning it as an important activity to do for all those years is it's now it's time to pull some strings. I, I am I am looking forward to having you know Dempsey comes alive a, a double full gatefold you know album uh with james dempsey himself shirtless on on the show just like frampton comes alive which was at the time the largest selling live album may still even remain so changed that man's life forever propelled him to super super duper duper stardom not that james dempsey already hasn't achieved that level but i think we can do that and it will be frampton comes alive live from you know apple theater or something in on infinite loop so we can say live from infinite loop in, in which case, we'll just keep playing over and over and over and over again and never stop. <laughs> it will play it so often that the song Model View Controller will come back into fashion because people will say, yeah, you know what? NBC really was better than functional reactive programming. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, you do amuse me for some reason. Yeah. But there we are. Anyway. Speaking seriously for a while, um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because I said the majority. We said last week the majority of people don't get to go to Dub Dub, uh, and the experience for those people over the last um, five or six years has been getting far better. I mean, you, people have to remember back in in um, the old days of Dub Dub, um, there were no videos. Well, no, that's not true. There were videos, but they would arrive on DVD. Um, maybe six months after the show. Um, so, uh, uh, I mean, these were the days when they weren't necessarily doing, you know, a, a new release of Mac OS, obviously pre iPhone Mac OS every year. So, you know, there wasn't necessarily the same splurge of technology, but, um, uh, and then videos started becoming available for download, you know, maybe a month afterwards. And, uh, yeah, we've moved over the last couple of years into, um, you know, you can live stream them and then they're available edited the day after. So the experience has been getting massively better for people who don't attend the show, which is the majority of people. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see now that they are doing an online only focus, if they add anything to that experience, um, if they, they put something else in place, you know, are they going to try and do some sort of online virtual labs that you can buy a ticket for or, or something like that? So it's going to be... um. Uh, interesting to see, and obviously it's it's um you know uh, I I I hope that all the people that we know and the some that we don't know who often organise these other events such as you know the breakpoints is one but there are Alt. events that are um, alt comp and um, next door and layers who um, often you know over the last few years have become part of the community around that area. Um, you know, obviously assuming that they're not going to happen this year, uh, I just really hope that you know, they've not made any commitments to doing anything that's going to cost them money because um, there were a lot of conferences having to cancel. And, you know, cancellation for a conference center and some of these corporate things is not something you do lightly because it often costs you a massive amount of money. 
um, you know, the, the thoughts looking back at any coffee. In fact, just in today, today, John, as we record this, is um, uh, five years since the the last night of uh, NS, the last NS conference. Wow. Um, today, so, uh, um, but it always used to be the thought of cancelling and what that cost um, to cancel is, you know, there is a chance that some of these conferences that are quite well known will never come back if they have to incur some some of these these fees. So, um, anyone who's in, in the event organising thing around this, we wish you all the best and hope that this is not being too painful. For well, you. can I offer some some perspective for the fractional listeners from the UK government? You know, part of the problem that a lot of 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 indies of different kinds that I that I follow and that I know and love in the UK say that a you know in in less than until there's a directive saying that we are ordering the closing of this business or this event, then we can't claim that, that leaves us in a situation where we can't possibly pay you know get out of cancellation fees and say that that this is a you know a world changing event. And in order to save the economy from the ground up, we can't, you know, keep pushing things down on on the on the people who are least able to to handle it, you know, for as a, as a kind of a side. But it's interesting, you know, that that in San Francisco everything is built on the gig economy, right? And and that means everything from from Lyft and Uber drivers that people are probably familiar with, but they may not be aware of of sole practitioners who are, let's say, professional chefs or personal chefs or instructors or ones who kind of have no employees um, and don't have, you know, fixed office space. They work out of their home and they they are able to put together a pretty nice life when when things are, are working well. Um, but then all of a sudden, if if everybody's closing down, then all the cancellations happen for the classes and and. and you know the gig that you had or whatever and even here in San Francisco the 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 mayor announced that that there's going to be a fund to help small businesses but then the definition of small business end up being you know you must have a physical location you must have some number of employees so they're kind of aiming it at the cafe that maybe has 10 employees that that work four shifts or you know something along those lines but i think that what needs to happen is is if there's an official declaration from a legal standpoint of yes this is an emergency and and you know you are we are stopping this then that might change the the mechanism in which case you know a conference center would not be able to legally collect a cancellation fee for a conference now i suspect that they are because and because everything's voluntary it's like well you volunteered to cancel your your event so tough titty give us the the, the 20k that you owe us there got that yeah, off my chest it's it no no it is it is a problem it, it's a a a balance between um you know the government wants to be, uh, you know, a, a liberal government that doesn't impose things upon people, just merely advises. But at the same time, that has consequences. Uh, there are equally consequences about making something legally binding. Yeah, it's but it, it, there is no right answer. Um, and, I, you know, governments are all doing this differently. And I believe everyone is probably trying their best and doing their best. No one is, I don't believe any government is, you know, purposely trying to screw its people over one hopes um but yeah i mean there was an announcement here in the uk yesterday of a 300 billion pound support package for people now 300 billion pounds in uk terms is 12 percent of our gdp um so that's yeah that's that's a fairly serious commitment it's still there's still loads of people fall through the gaps and don't get covered by that so they say there's gonna be more coming but yeah it's gonna take um it's going to take a long time for the world to recover from this. Uh, you know, I heard one estimate this morning that by the end of this, Britain could have doubled its national debt, um, 
which is you know fair, something fairly serious probably for my children or my grandchildren you know to be you know, considering we've spent 10 years in this country uh doing lots of cuts to supposedly bring the national debt down to then have it double in a few months is is a uh, you know um uh, maybe maybe not a waste of 10 years of hardship because maybe it if it had been bigger, we wouldn't have been able to double it. But equally, it makes you feel that people have suffered here for ten years, and <laughs> now it's all been thrown away. So this this is a tough thing. So um, anyway, we are getting way off the point of being developers, but um, I guess this is what is dominating everything at the moment. You cannot talk about anything without the virus and uh, the the consequences of this this going on. So I guess we are just reflecting life outside the doors or what i believe is life outside the doors yeah mine are all closed but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna apologize for doing it not even even if you didn't care about the kind of the humanitarian reasons of it i've, I've said a million times and i've actually read back this is kind of funny i was reading back through some dms of, of people got in touch asking for referrals or help or suggestions this that and the other thing and and uh uh Longtime fractional listener Evan had written in, you know, a long time ago and said, Oh, congratulations, you know, on starting your gig at Netflix. I used to work with this guy named Nick Mooney at, at Intuit. You know, tell him I said hi. He was a great guy. And I completely forgot about it. And I just happened to come across it because I was searching through my DMs for another message with another Nick. And, and that was one of the hits that I got was that. And as it turns out, you know, Nick Mooney's just a great guy. I work with him. You know, it took about, I guess, a year or two before that happened. So I went back and reconnected. And this is what I will say is that, you know, discussions of, of dub dub and how that's going to change and, and, and what will the experience be for the people who never uh, were able to go because, you know, the thought of, of, of getting on a plane was just like a non-starter. If you're some indie, let's say in Vietnam somewhere, I'm, I'm pulling that out of, out of my, my butt, but there are plenty of people who, you know, the, the globalization has allowed people to, to connect in ways and good and bad. And you can kind of, you know, on the one hand, you can see all the things that are going on and then, then be reminded like, well, that's great, but you know, one day, one day, I might be able to do it. One thing I think that that is that that the the, the Corona phenomena has has forced people to do is to reconnect. A lot of people are looking after their neighbors, asking about them, checking in with far flung family, checking in with far flung customers or colleagues, and so on and so forth. And that can only be a good thing. But if you look about how how things are going to change, I think that you know the the phrase "global," which is kind of hackneyed, but I think is good that you can have a global uh, you know perspective on things, but you have to then saying, well, how does we bring it back to my local community? So you know it, it's it's it may be that there's going to be a lot more kind of satellite events and and, and kind of de- decentralized events. So instead of everything being, we're going to go, we're going to put on the Oscars and all attention and be focused on this one geographic location at this time, maybe, and, and same thing for Dub Dub or any of these other type of phenomenon. Maybe there will be things where you can have lots of, of, of global events or global presentations of some sort but they will all be watched and discussed at a local level so i mean and i think that's probably what's happened anyway i mean i think that it's been the case that plenty of kind of satellite dub dub watching parties and i think the experience for the people there was actually pretty good because instead of staying at home in your in your in your your home sitting and watching the stream on the phone without anyone else it's certainly possible and lots of people do that but then it cuts out the possibility of human contact and so we may end up with a hybrid model where where, you know, 
you have lots of soul practitioners. You have lots of people who, who through the, the techniques of globalization, like Instagram, can make a, a name for themselves. But the name for themselves is local. Local, you know, they're they're the the the, the drum instructor, the chef. The, the you know, these are are are, are practices that, that I'm familiar with because the, those are things that I know about. But it exists in all sorts of other things, and I I, I do think that the the, the world is going to become more decentralized, and and that's going to have to be to to make it more resilient. So anyway, that's the end of my silly speech. Nothing silly about that, sir. Nothing silly about that. But if people want to tell you how silly you've been, where should they do that? Well, instead of just going on Twitter, what they can do is take a a piece of paper, chart on the edges, something written with a quill and duck blood, which they can then (laughs) attach to my door with the help of a bow and arrow. Or if they don't want to do that, they can just go on Twitter, which is largely the same thing. It's just the electronic version of it. And where you'll find me as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to, to, to tell you how much they love you or to tell you how much they're reminded, it's like, yeah, I went back and looked at my messages. Yeah, that Scotty's a terrible person. I haven't been able to tell him that in a long time, but now I want to. If they want to do that, how might they? Oh, they can do that on Twitter, I guess, if they really, really want to. Uh, where I am, Mac Devnet. Oh well, John, this is uh, we've been a, not not that much tech today, but it's um, I think this is important stuff, and uh, things are moving very fast. So I suspect that by the time we talk next week, uh, the world will be quite a different place already. Um, hopefully for the better, uh, but sadly, I suspect maybe for the worse. Anyway, everyone, <laughs> that everyone out there, <laughs> And on on that you know, humdinger of a of, of a happy set, so ending, <laughs> um, say, here's some outro music. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, if you are having to uh, uh, like the rest of us, keep yourself locked away in home offices and bedrooms and whatever else, then uh, be sensible, stay safe, and thanks for listening. Until next time, you take care. <laughs>